Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 106 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, in this hour, Sportsnet's Beck, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting the 92nd running of the Canadian Derby tomorrow at Century Mile Racetrack in Casino. Doors open to uh, full fan access at 2 p.m. The racing starts at 2.45. Don't miss some of the finest thoroughbred racing in Western Canada. Jack Michaels. NHL Hockey and Rogers and the Oilers Radio Network will join us at 1.35. Keep texting us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. I know we mentioned about a week ago about maybe Michael Stone. Is he a guy that makes sense for Edmonton on a two-way deal? Not going to happen. He's back yet again with the Calgary Flames. This after they just signed Erica Branson. So a couple right shot D-man gets signed by the Calgary Flames. One a real tough guy and the other guy that can shoot the puck uh, and finds a way to consistently work in a lineup. Best available right shooting uh, unrestricted free agent defenseman out there. Jason Demers, now 33, and Sammy Votnin, uh, represented by Edmonton's Jerry Johansson, coming off a bit of a, a tough campaign, a guy that a number of years ago looked like he might be a pretty decent offensive defenseman. Wonder whether or not the Oilers look at potentially bringing in another D-man on a PTO. Time will tell in that regard. All right, without further ado, off to the River Cree Resort and Casino. We welcome back to the show Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector. Hello, Spec. How are you doing? Oh, pretty fair. Bobby, how are you doing today? Good. Now, did you get a chance to hear any of the Ron Lowe conversation? Yeah, I heard the whole thing. Uh, Ronnie's, uh, I've known Ronnie for many, many years. I've heard him talk about that uh, experience, and uh, he was very eloquent, Bob. That was a very interesting interview. Yeah, it, uh, have, have you seen uh, the Turning Point uh, documentary on Netflix about 9-11 yet? I have not seen it. I've watched a lot of stuff in the last couple of days, though, on various news channels uh, about it. But no, I have not seen that documentary. Boy, it's a, it's a tough watch. I mean, they have video that 
you know, the worse the choices, you know, some of the individuals had to make there uh, between jumping or getting uh, burned to death. It was awful to watch, but uh, and it just reinforces sort of the shock that everybody had at that time. Uh, do you remember where you were? Yeah, I was at home. I was the same as almost everybody. I got a... Um you know, I believe a phone call, or uh, did we have texts back then? I think we did. Uh, I just remember receiving a, are you watching TV right now, phone call? And I don't remember who it was, but uh, same as everybody. Ran to the TV and turned it on and probably didn't get away from it the rest of the day. It was, you know, everything, even here in Edmonton, anything you had planned for that day was altered. Well, let's not right? forget, I mean, they, they how many planes ended up going in a gander? Right. Oh, for sure. As, 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 as anybody, it was a story that you followed all day. As a news junkie and as a journalist, you know, I, I, that was it for my day. I just followed. I watched for, for likely CNN for the majority of the day. But, uh, yeah, everybody, you know what, and it's uh, it, it, we're not done, right? Air travel changed, security changed, the world changed that day. It hadn't changed back. Well, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was the impetus for every NHL team to fly charter. I believe it was after that because there were still a couple teams flying commercially before that had occurred. And could be, could be, yeah. Well, and I mean, the dollar figures, I, I, and I don't know what the update is, but it has to be for a team like Edmonton and Vancouver in the range of three million dollars a year. Well, here's the deal, though. I mean, not to you know minimize no nine eleven or anything, but once the first team started being flying charters. Everybody that, that was going to happen too, but that the try, last the try last a free agent and tell him that he's flying commercial and stopping in Salt Lake City to change planes to get to Edmonton, Bob. You know that's not going to happen. Well, I mean, so it, it was going to happen anyhow. Mark, we could have a situation coming up here. You know, the car wash that's supposed to take place is it in Toronto or New York, where they get all the best players in the league together? You, yes, they may find this year that there's fewer players available because nobody wants to fly commercially. Yeah, sure, and just crossing the border is a nightmare. Yep. So, uh, so there's a lot of things there. There's you know you can't drive across the border like you used to. Listen, everything's different. There's, and then we all should have bought stock in Zoom because I think we're going to find that Zoom becomes the way of the world. I, I remember having friends who would, you know, and even people in the hockey industry would fly to Toronto in the morning, have a meeting, and fly home. Even when we're completely past COVID and everything, are we going to do that anymore? Or are we well, just going to hop on a Zoom call, Bob? Mark, make your best case for the dressing rooms to be opened back up because there'd be some people that tell you maybe we're just better off doing it the way it's doing it. Well, I can make that case. Like the, the I, listen, the NHL can do what the NHL wants to do, but if the if the answer is we want. A journalist to be able to access our players and write interesting stories that fans want to read, that sell our game, that make our players known to people out there. It's hands down. You have to provide access to those journalists. You, I can do the job on Zoom the rest of my career, Bob. But I'll tell you right now, my resume is now full. I won't write another piece that goes on my resume that I like over Zoom compared to being able to make contacts, to talk to guys, to get to know players. You know, every feature story isn't just one interview. It's it's many times talking to that player, getting to know him, finding out interesting things. That doesn't happen on Zoom. So 
You know what? There's no question, Bobby. I would say to you, it's kind of the same. You tell me you're doing a, you like your call better when you're calling the game off a monitor as opposed to being at the rink. Yeah, right? it's, I mean, no, it's absolutely. I mean, it, I get asked that question every day. You guys going back on the road, and I'm we're sitting here with the the first preseason. Like we're we're less than three weeks away from having, in theory, our first road game, and I don't have an answer for it yet. I mean, well, I, yeah, I, I hope I hope so, but I don't know yet. And well, you guys did it, and you did a darn good job out of you and Jack and the TV guys and everyone who did it. But I'm here to tell you, it's not as good as when. And this isn't a criticism, of course, but it's not right. as good as when you're at the rink. You, you you don't have a feel. You can't see anything that's off camera. It's it's not even close. And and for us journalists, a Zoom call compared. To a face-to-face interview, it's it's not even a comparable. Mark, extend it further. I mean, it's just not the same experience without the fans. It's right, without the fans, that's right. the other one, right? No fans. They played hockey, but was it as much fun and as exciting? No, no. it wasn't. Not even close. Like, <laughs> like you know what? There there were a couple times when there was eight o'clock games, and it seemed to happen in Calgary. And it was funny because we had the uh, the toast of the town with Kevin Lowe and Kevin McClelland, and I didn't even know this. He's he's living back in Alberta now. I did not know that. And uh, it's Tim Hunter's birthday today. Spec. Hey, is that right? And I, I know you put a tweet out for our man Jack uh, Cookson from Pro Am Sports for doing the Zach Hyman. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that jersey too. that pays homage to his Jewish heritage. And and Tim Hunter referenced uh, Jack during the course of uh, Kevin's event and talked about you know I ended up becoming business partners with Sammy with Dave Samako, Kevin McClelland. Uh, took the stage with Tim Hunter, and he started juicing Tim about only fighting in Calgary. It was funny. Like, like it was. You know what? It was because the reality is there tended to be more fireworks in Calgary than in Edmonton. That is the you know the reality of the situation. There, I don't know my, why that was. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you know, that that great five on five line brawl that we had a few years ago, where Ethan Bear was chucking him with Kachuk, and and then Mike Smith going camped out. And what I was going to say about this, I even miss after a Calgary Edmonton game in Calgary at the Saddle Dome at 11 o'clock, you got to walk across the catwalk up top. Uh, mm-hmm. J- Jack doesn't because he's scared of heights. I just cross, uh, you know, because my current weight, I'll just bow. there many times. Uh, yeah, so and for I'll, our listeners, you're looking right down on center ice as right, you walk over and, from the top and, of the building. And I'll just bounce, so I'll be okay. But, uh, no, it, with, with, with all serious, you come down and – People tend. It's eleven o'clock on a Saturday night. Let's just say they're fueled, Mark. You know what I'm saying? Like they've had a good. They've had a good night. (laughs) And I even miss some of those guys. You know, they start for you and suck. You know, and like I, (laughs) I even miss some of those yard apes. So yeah, uh, no, it's 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 not the same without the fans. I'm looking forward to the season, Bob. And fourth wave notwithstanding, and we're going to work in mass. And we just received an email from the orders, and they're still trying to figure out how open the dressing room can be uh, and those sorts of things. But number one, there's going to be fans in the building. And that's going to be a a leg up on what we've been doing since March of 2020. So uh, I'm quite, you know what, I'm looking forward to the season. I'm sure I'm looking forward to the first battle with Alberta. I'm looking forward to the home opener. I'm just looking forward to when McDavid does one of those things he does, hearing the sound that the crowd makes, man. There was a game against the Canadians last year where he busted through Weber and, was it Weber and Sherratt? 
yep. and scored that goal. And the first thing I thought was, man, it would be crazy in here right now if this place was packed. <laughs> All right, uh, Speck, today the Calgary Flames signed Eric Branson. I want to tell you, take a look at who they have options. So they have Kachuk, who's an agitator and has fought a bunch over the last year and a half. Uh they, they ended up re-signing Brett Ritchie to a one-year deal. Uh, he can chuck him, just ask Jujar Kara. They still got Lucic. And now on defense, they've added on the on the one side uh, Nikita Zadorov, who has obliterated players with open ice hits. Uh, and now they've got Gerbranson as well. Mm-hmm. That's a tough team. Is well, this Daryl Sutter's team, right? Is this something that the Oilers should be worried about? No, because the Oilers are a vastly better team at this point. You know, yeah, if you want to go down there and get into a back alley brawl with them, the Oilers have got some toughness. You know, I'm not saying they don't. They got a few guys that can that can play that game. But I'll t- you know what? It's 2021, Bob. Right? Sure. You might. There might be two games all year where the Calgary Flames are happy to have more fighters than somebody else. But the other 80 games, it's not, sure, are they a little hard to play against? Yeah, they are. But is good Branson, you know, I'm less interested in how good Branson's going to do in a tussle with Zach Cassian. And I'm far more interested in knowing how he's going to defend Connor McDavid's line or Leon Dreisaitl's line because that's far more important right now. Calgary's tough. Sure, they're tough. Are they good? I don't think they're that good. Ball. Well, I mean, they got the goalie the Oilers targeted. They got a goalie. Yeah, they got a goalie. What else they got? (laughs) You know, they needed to make some changes because their team wasn't good enough last year. And frankly, they haven't made any changes. Well, they added Blake Blake Coleman. Coleman. Blake Coleman's a... a, What is Blake Coleman on that team, Bob? Is he a second-line player? Well, they're paying him like a second-line player. I mean, they might say the same same about Hyman, but I think that most hockey observers would be a... No, 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 no. Bob Hyman has been a first-line player in Toronto playing next to Austin Matthews for a few years. Blake Coleman on, a, on an excellent Tampa team was a third-line player. Right? Oh. I'm not denigrating, Jake. Blake Coleman's a good player. He's a good third-line player. So my point about Calgary is they needed to get better. And what have they added? They added a third-line player in Coleman, call him second-line. They added good Branson. Is in, what is he, Bob? Is he a five? You know, they just added Stone again. Who's no, Garbranson's a, a clear six, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> so I don't they, I don't want him playing more than are they, 13 are minutes they a game. Yeah. Right. Are they better? They're not bad. They weren't good enough last year, Bob, and they haven't improved. So you tell me where that leaves you. Um, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Oh, I, uh, I'd be maybe. I don't know, Maybe. The Pacific isn't that good, so I'm saving my predictions for a while here, but I'll give you a shot at it. I think the Oilers are going to spec. I think Edmonton's going to compete for top spot. Look, they were two points or three points behind Vegas in the 1920 uh, shutdown. So, damn straight. They're going to compete for top spot. Edmonton at least is better. Like. We can argue whether you think how good the Oilers are. How do they? Can they win? Are they a top five team league? Let's have that conversation. But their issues last year, particularly in the playoffs, were they weren't deep enough up front. Right? If if twenty nine or ninety seven didn't win the game for them, the game didn't get won. So what did they do? They've added three forwards that make them better. You know, they've they've sure they they. Um, you know, the goaltending is a huge question mark. It was a huge question mark last year. But Hyman, you know, 
spreads the wealth a little bit. He's better. Pugliarvi is going to be a better player, in my opinion, in the second year. Fogel is a third-line guy that they desperately needed some size and skill on the third line. They've added that. So I'm saying I can point to the things the Oilers didn't do that well, and at least they actively tried to improve those things. You know, Duncan Keith's better than Caleb Jones by a country mile. Yeah. So they're better than they were. Are they good enough to win a cup? We'll have that conversation. When I look at Calgary, I'm not sure they're better than they were, and they weren't good enough last year, Bob. Mark, uh, when it comes to Edmonton and defense, it's not forgetting the listeners need to be reminded of this. The Oilers only felt comfortable four defensemen last year. Right. That's it. That's it. Right? I agree. And the way they're talking about Bouchard, between the head coach and the associate coach, it's pretty clear he's going to be playing accelerating minutes as the season goes on. They brought back Russell, and uh, and they got Cuckoo. And before you say anything, well, those guys are third-pairing guys. Those four defensemen that they were comfortable playing with against Winnipeg, Russell was one of them. Yep. Just remember that. Russell was Russell's my number seven. I'm very happy with, with having Russell on my team. He's a six, seven guy. They play for my team every day. The problem was when he was making four million bucks and he was on your second pair. That yeah. didn't work. But it works when he's a six, seven guy all day long, Bob. And Cuckoo. Is he making a buck and a quarter? Yeah. And in fairness to Cuckoo, uh, he was coming off an injury. Probably came back a little quicker trying to help out come playoff time. So when they tightened that bench and sat Ethan Bear and weren't playing Caleb Jones, you know, <laughs> Chris Russell think, was playing every second shift. Right. They're deeper. I think, I think what you have are guys in the right spots. Let's, you know, no one would say to you Tyson Berry is in the first pairing offensive defenseman. He led the defenseman to scoring last year. I don't think anyone in this show is disagreeing that Darnell Nurse is now a first pairing defenseman, right? If not a number one defenseman. Well, there's your first pair. You know, Duncan Keith is a, in my opinion, still a very viable second pairing defenseman. Cody Cece showed in Pittsburgh last night. He was a exceptionally uh, astute second pairing defenseman, not a first pairing Bob. Right. He's on your second pair. These guys are playing where they're supposed to play. You got Bouchard on your third pair, which is a perfect place to bring a young guy up. He's not coming in playing 22 a game. He's coming in your third pair. And on the other side, you got a couple of veteran guys in Cuckoo and Russell, third pairing, left defenseman. That's where they should be. So uh, they're well armed. You know, the guys are playing where they're supposed to play ball. No one's getting force fed minutes they can't handle, right? Uh, for the record, Mark, I have Edmonton, Vegas. Calgary and Vancouver making the playoffs in the Pacific. Yeah, I like that run. I hope they all make it. Good for you. Uh, Not picking yet. One final one for you, Spec, and it pertains to Kyler Yamamoto. Okay, mm-hmm. so we already know because uh, it's you know the captain skates or there's there's. The Oiler players are skating over at Rogers Place. As we know, there's about 13 or 14 guys on the ice, including McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins and Hyman and Poliarvi and Cassian, even Turris, who may see some action this year at the right side. And you know where I'm going next. We saw last year uh, Ethan Bear, you know, get signed just before we got going. I don't know if it serves Kyler Yamamoto well if other guys are already in town and out there for two to three weeks. Don't forget, he's an American. So he, in theory, would uh, need to get his immigration in order as well once he's signed, and he's currently not signed. And to me, it's he doesn't have arb rights, 
Like, if I was him, I'd just get here and bet on himself in the next contract, kind of like Darnell Nurse did. What do you think? Absolutely. Like, there's two separate environments here. There's the environment where the player's getting ready for the new season, and then there's the environment where the agent's trying to get him a contract. And those two worlds don't have to compete. You know, don't tell me, well, I came to camp, I wasn't ready because I wasn't signed yet. No, 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 no. Not being signed doesn't slow you down from, from training, from working out, from skating with guys. I get it. If camp begins and you're unsigned and you don't show up at training camp proper, Bob, that's, a, that's an accepted move among professional athletes. I'm not coming to your camp if you don't have a contract. That's fair, and I get that. But don't tell me you can't come here and skate and get ready for the season and be prepared and and be ready to hit the ground running in case you do sign that contract the day before camp starts. So I Kyler's a smart kid, and you know we watched Ethan Bear do that last year. He wasn't signed and he wasn't ready, and he was and behind the eight ball behind, all season. Everybody's long. in shape. Yep. Right. Everybody's in shape, and Kyler Yamamoto better be too. And if he's not, I if I was. Uh, Ken Holland, I would not want to hear one word about a contract, right? Get in shape, be ready to play, get the agent and the GM figure the contract out, and let's talk again on the 22nd when camp opens. We'll have that conversation. Spec, thanks for your time, my man. Tomorrow is the Canadian Derby and the Edmonton Oaks rematch with the Calgary Stampeders. Busy uh, sports night. Uh, big day. I love this time here in sports ball. This, last night, I, it was, was, I mean, the, the clicker was red hot going from the Yankees to the tennis to the football game to the back to the Jays. It was awesome. Saturday night's got lots going on. Let's go, baby. I'm ready. And and you weren't watching Blanchant uh, dominate the, uh, the debate? No, I watched sports a little bit last night, Bob. I did not watch the debate. Well, most most weekends you don't watch sports, so that's okay. <laughs> Take care, buddy. <laughs> All right, see you, buddy. That is Mark Spetzer, Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. And a reminder, the 92nd running of the Canadian Derby tomorrow at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Doors open a full fan access at 2 p.m. Racing starts at 2.45. Don't miss some of the finest thoroughbred racing in Western Canada. The Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, mentioned a couple days uh, in reference to something that uh, Jason Greger had talked about involving Dylan Holloway being potentially uh, delayed to start his season. Of course, he suffered a thumb scaphoid-type is, uh, wrist issue uh, injury when he was uh, playing for Wisconsin. And Dmitry Samarukov got hurt in late February, shoulder challenge, and uh, he too uh, will have... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. To continue to monitor that situation. We'll take a quick time out, come back with a text. It's 127 in Edmonton. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Mike Smith, Miko Koskinen. 
Alex Stalock. You could see the Oilers theoretically carry three goaltenders. Time will tell. Wait and see on that front. There's an old saying in the car business. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin is committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence, resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle that you're not using enough payments or an interest rate that's too high, vehicle that you may want to sell, refinance, or trade in for something different, go visit Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford or give them a call. one 477 3673 or visit brentridge.com. We are going to go into the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Hmm. Hmm. How far back are we going to go? Well, we're going to go ways back. Way, way back. This texter goes, Bob, what is Dave Brown doing these days? Uh, Dave Brown, last I heard, is with the Philadelphia Flyers organization. He's currently director of head scouting. I think he's referring to the Battle of Alberta. I think it'd be, like, in this day and age, uh, Dave might go 50-50 in fights in the league. I mean, he's 58 years of age, so to expect him to do better than 50-50 at 58, I think would be a reach. But he could still kick the butt of some guys, no question about that. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.